should you consider opening for an off-season event? That's coming up on today's show. Welcome to the show. I'm Philip. On The HAN Show, we bring the haunted attraction industry to you every weekday. We have news, education, and on-location coverage from Halloween experiences around the world. Whether you're a professional or an enthusiast, each episode helps you better prepare for Halloween. We also have partner stations, and today's episode is from one of those partners, A Scott in the Dark, hosted by Scott Swenson. More and more haunts are opening outside of the traditional Halloween season. We've heard plenty of examples lately, just recently, the haunt in Atascadero. Plenty of haunts are going to be opening up for St. Patrick's Day and then halfway to Halloween. So it's a good time to revisit this episode from Scott where he talks about four reasons that you should consider if you're thinking about opening for an off-season event. This episode is a replay, but still great information. And here's Scott. If you can offer them a gig that's twice as long as your competitor who is only doing a Halloween event and you want to hire them for Halloween and Christmas, you can build loyalty financially. Coming up, why should you consider opening your haunt for an off-season event? Christmas, Valentine's Day, and even halfway to Halloween, more and more haunts are opening outside of the traditional Halloween season. We've actually heard plenty of examples here on the show. And so today, Scott Swenson will walk us through his list of four reasons why you should consider it. Additional revenue, utilizing assets, expanding your audience, and building loyalty. I'm Philip, and you're listening to the Haunted Attraction Network. This episode is actually an education preview. We're going to be previewing the first part of one of Scott's upcoming seminars at Transworld called Turning the Page from Halloween to Christmas. Okay, here's Scott. Hi, my name is Scott Swenson, and once again, I am so excited to be teaching classes at the Transworld show. I mean, let's face it, it is the granddaddy of all shows, and it's uh, ever so much fun to do. This year, I'm lucky enough to actually be teaching two different seminars. They're both on the same day, and they're almost back-to-back. The nice thing about it is these two seminars are similar. They have a little bit of overlap, but they have a very different focus. Uh, The first seminar I'm teaching is called Capturing the Christmas Spirit, and this is on March 17th at 11.30 in room 121. And uh, this is all about if you want to create a brand-new Christmas or even just winter holiday event for your attraction of any kind. This is focusing just on that Christmas event. So it's capturing something that fits within your brand um, or the brand that you'd like to create for your holiday event. Then almost immediately following that at 1245, again on March 17th in room 132, I'm doing uh, a more haunt-centric approach, and it's called Turning the Page from Halloween to Christmas. And this is a, a seminar that's primarily for haunt owners who want to dip their toe into expanding their season into the the realm of Christmas or holiday. And uh, that particular seminar, because it's already targeting people who have an established attraction, it's focused a lot on giving examples of what can be done and figuring out what are the right questions to figure out an approach that is best for you based on your brand, based on your demographic, based on your location. Can you tell us what it's going to be about and give us a takeaway from the first section? This session is really all about asking the right questions. And before you can start asking the right questions, you have to figure out where you want to head. You have to figure out what is your North Star. And so as with so many of the projects that I work on, the first question I always ask is, why are we doing this? What is the purpose? You know, is this, are we doing this just because we were told we had to? So the very first segment actually of the the session or the seminar is just to ask the simple question, why? 
I mean, there's the most obvious, of course, which is we want to make some extra cash. We want to make money. Another very strong reason to do something like this is to reuse existing assets. You know, if you think about it, if you're using your assets only 18, 20, 25 nights out of the year, you're really not getting a good return on your investment or as good a return on your investment as you could if you doubled that. If they're generating revenue twice as long, your return on investment is significantly better. And what we're going to do actually as we dig deeper into the, the session is I will show you some case studies of how people have even purchased and or constructed some scenic pieces that can be utilized both for Halloween and for Christmas. The other reason is it will expand your audience. And when I say expand your audience, that could mean it's either going to encourage you to reach out to an audience who would never come to your attraction uh, if it's just a Halloween event, or extend the time that you're engaged with your haunt audience, depending on which direction you want to go as far as the, the content for your, your winter or your Christmas event. And finally, the strongest, what I call soft reason to do it, other than generating revenue or making your assets have a, a stronger return on investment, is because it helps build loyalty. You know, first and foremost, it builds loyalty to your guests. It gives them a reason to talk about you and your attraction for a longer period of time. And if they come once a year for your haunt attraction and then come back once a year for your Christmas attraction, then, you know, you've, you're starting to train them. Eventually, you may want to bring them back in February for a Valentine's Day attraction or in the middle of the summer for halfway to Halloween. These are all ways to build that guest loyalty. So when they think of, I'm going to go someplace and have some seasonal fun, they think of your attraction. Yeah. And finally, cast loyalty. If you can offer people a, a job for a longer period of time, you're basically doubling the time you're offering someone a job, or if you're a volunteer haunt, the opportunity to do cool stuff while working with you. Making money, utilizing your assets, expanding your audience, and building loyalty. I will explain to you the, the reason I, I say make money. There's one of my clients that actually started making more at Halloween, and as the Christmas event grew, they actually started making more and more at Christmas as well. So it actually shifted their focus of seasonal events. It wasn't just the Halloween cash cow. It then became the Christmas cash cow. An example with someone that we've had on the show was the scary train. He does a scary train, but they also do a merry train, which is a family friendly. It's possible in the future that could overtake the Halloween section is, is that Christmas audience. So even when it's smaller attractions like that, there is potential in there for different holidays. And that's a perfect example of what we will discuss later in the seminar. And that is how you decide to expand your audience. It's clear that what they've done there is they have expanded their audience from a haunt audience into a family-friendly audience. And they may never really completely cross over. The parents that have fun at the Mary Train may not bring their four-year-olds to the scary train, but they might come back, get the kids a babysitter, and they might come back and be scared. I mean, this is something that we learned at Bush Gardens too, yeah. is that when you identify different age demographics, you figure out, okay, well, we may not get everybody to come back for this event, but we've been intriguing enough to, to pull this part of that family. The Haunted Tescadero, he gave an example as well. Sometimes Halloween gets too busy because of competition. And so he's seen a few people that show up that couldn't make it to Halloween and they want to come to Halloween. And then when we were there doing exit interviews, a great example was 
there was a woman that we did the interview with and she had come during the season, but she brought a date that had never been there before. So it's customers bringing new customers. So it's not just the, the possibility of expanding into different markets in terms of people that don't want the scary thing or don't want as scary thing. There's also the potential of there's less competition, depending on how you do it. If you're doing a scary thing in a non-scary time, you know, there's less competition. But even if you're doing a whole different event, you know, there's the possibility of your current customers bringing different people. And we, we've heard that several times. I heard that at the Dead City when I went there for their Krampus event, when doing exit interviews there as well. We heard people that had never been and were just coming to see the Christmas event. And a lot of them said they were coming to a Christmas event because they were interested, but they thought that the Halloween might have been too scary. Well, and it's interesting that you say that that Halloween was too busy uh, a time for them, because in my other seminar, in my other session, um, Capturing the Christmas Spirit, I talk quite a bit about what are the challenges in doing a Christmas event. And what most of my research has shown is that a standalone Christmas event, you're competing not necessarily with other Christmas events, but you're competing with just the busiest time of the year for most people. And that's something, again, we explore in the other seminar. So if if that's if that busy time of year around Chris, the Christmas holidays is something you'd like to explore, maybe capturing the Christmas spirit is, uh, is another option for you as far as seminars at Transworld. And of course... The reason that we're able to compete in this is that haunts have assets, unique assets, which was your your second point, which is utilizing assets uh, longer during the year. And we've also had some guests on that have talked about great utilization of assets. You know, for example, the uh, a Tescadero one, they just reopened their regular haunt, which is the best case scenario is you're just reopening something you don't have to change at all and you're just reopening it. And that's great. But we also had Cody on from Hush and they're now using their haunt as a backdrop to do not only seasonal stuff, but also special events. And then also to get more people to attend their legendary axe throwing and their bar. So you use the haunt asset as a way to kind of lure people in, but then you have other things in the area that you can potentially upsell them on. And then when we talked to My Zombie Valentine at Dark Castle, they gave the example of using their haunt as a backdrop for a two-hour couple's immersive horror experience, they're using the asset in for like a, a backdrop for the the scene where the couples would explore. But they're turning it into a, a horror-based experience that, again, it stands out because it's a horror experience in February. And again, they're using their assets to give them an unfair advantage where other places that are trying to do something don't have this assets. But it's divorced even from the concept of just something of Halloween. The, the challenge is figuring out what is the best way to bring in the right audience for you. You know, I, I would hesitate to say that just reopening your haunt is the best. It may be the best for some people. It may not be the best for others because they may discover, you know, I've tapped out the haunt market in, in my city or my town and I need to tap into a, a different market. It just depends on what your, what your goals are. So what I'm really going to try to avoid in this session is what is right and what is wrong. I'm going to try to use the phrase what is right for you and what is right based on your needs. The loyalty piece is also something that we've heard multiple times from the owners is how important it is, like you said, to do something more than just once a year. It keeps you in contact with your staff, whether they're volunteer or not. And we've heard examples of all of that. We've heard examples on the volunteer end of the uh, Tescadero and Deceased Valentine whether or not you're paying your staff or your volunteer, et cetera, et cetera, bringing them in multiple times, doing stuff, whether it's a haunt like this, but also Cody gave an example of doing birthday parties and having a budget to take people out bowling and that kind of thing. You know, it's just about 
keeping in touch with these people. I think the most important thing to discuss when it comes to loyalty is actually from a business standpoint. If you're running your, your attraction like a business, you're going to have to offer people jobs. And in order to offer people jobs, especially those with specific talents, like stilt walkers or sliders or power skippers or whatever, in certain markets, certainly in the Florida market, which is where I'm based, they're at a premium and they are being offered premium gigs. So if you can offer them a gig that's twice as long as your competitor who is only doing a Halloween event and you want to hire them for Halloween and Christmas, you can build loyalty financially. You can make certain that you can capture the top talent because you're offering them a job for a longer period of time. The thing I love about Turning the Page is it is a seminar that is filled with case studies and examples of not only projects that I've worked on, but also projects that I've been able to see. It's one thing when you know all the nuts and bolts on the inside. It's another thing when you experience it as a guest. And I think we'll be able to share both of those kinds of perspectives in this particular seminar. So I, I'm excited to see where this is going to go. I'm excited to see how this is going to benefit. This particular seminar is going to benefit either haunt owners or how capturing the Christmas spirit is going to benefit Anyone who would like to start a Christmas event who may not necessarily have a haunt. I think they both have, like I said, a little overlap, but more importantly, I think they both lead people forward and show them the opportunities of what is possible. Today's episode was edited by me, Philip Hernandez, with post-production by David Swope and original music composed by Chris Thomas. Support for today's episode comes from Gantam Lighting and Controls. Gantam illuminates attractions worldwide with the world's smallest intelligent spotlights. From Dark Hour to Netherworld, Super Mario Land to Hagrid's Bike, Gantam goes where other fixtures can't. See what you're missing with a free demo. Sign up at gantam.com demo. That's gantam.com demo. The HAN team includes Daryl Plunkey, Emily Louise Rua, Megan Spells, Gavin Burns, and Omni Adventures. Until next time, stay scary. This is a Haunted Attraction Network production.